Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I've been uh, putting together for the last while where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you some of my ideas, perspectives, and observations about what's going on in the market, as well as other people's um, perspectives and takes on what's going on in the market, as well as sharing with you some of my thought processes that have led me to make my own uh, personal investment decisions in terms of buying stocks and e- buying and selling stocks and ETFs. The whole point here, the whole goal here uh, that I'm trying to go with this with the podcast is to it's kind of give you some nuggets of information that you could hopefully take back with you and use to help you frame your own investment decisions so you can be more successful in terms of investing. My name is Amin Reina, and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And for those of you who really don't know what an investment coach is, you probably never heard one. Uh, what I do as an investment coach is I try, at the end of the day, I try to help people who want to become more financially independent. The problem being that when it comes down to growing your savings or investing or figuring out what stocks to buy and sell, uh, people can tend to get very frustrated, confused, and intimidated by the whole process. They either don't know where to start when it comes to uh, investing in stocks or ETFs, or they've been investing for a long time, but they just don't seem to be feeling that their portfolios are making any traction. So what I do as an investment coach is I teach people. I engage with them on how to make more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So this is episode uh, 121 and I'm going to be upfront with you. I'm pretty much going to go on a bit of a rant in this episode. There's some stuff that's been going on that I've been observing that, uh, that I've kind of, you know, rubbed me the wrong way, but it's kind of almost all come to a head. And so I'm just going to be straight up with you. I'm probably going to go off and be really, I don't know if I'll be really angry, but I'll probably be really frustrated. And uh, I'm just putting it out there. So bear with me. Fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. What I'm really kind of, what's kind of ticked me off is something that happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, for those of you who are in the Toronto area or other parts of the country and parts of North America, there is uh, this expo that came into our town. It was called the Real Estate and Bitcoin Wealth Expo and it made its uh, stop over here in Toronto a couple of weeks ago. If you've never heard of it, that's good, but if you haven't heard of it, what it is is it's just this one day kind of Woodstock Coachella gathering uh, where a whole bunch of people come to share with you ideas, strategies on on making money. And in this case, we're talking about how to make money in real estate, how to make money in cryptocurrencies and, and Bitcoin. That was the big theme for this particular expo. And it's not just a whole bunch of presentations. It's a whole bunch of slick presentations. And it's a whole bunch of star power that's behind this. So in this expo and the one that just came by, we had people like A-Rod and Bit- Pitbull and people from Dragon's Den and Sly Stallone, Rocky, coming, came out and told people how to make money, how to become a millionaire, how to live the crazy 649 lifestyle, how to just live large. And it's all, it's part, part supposedly education, but it's a lot of it is just, it's just a motivational kind of thing with a lot of music pumping and 
it's just a big scene and I didn't go to it and but some people that did go to it and they did a pretty good job about blogging they blogged or live tweeted their experience um, at the whole for the whole day and did a pretty good job of capturing really what the essence of these type of expos are and it's not like nobody go this thing was packed there was full-on hundreds if not thousands of people went to this thing and the whole intention is to learn how to how to get rich how to get rich with real estate how to get rich with bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and how to become financially independent and at the same time get them to get their emotional state motivated make them feel good about themselves and because that's all going to make them help them get rich it was just a big get rich expo and you know the whole thing of it is it didn't take you it doesn't take you really really much long really very long to figure out this whole thing is a bit of a scam there's nothing there that was presented there that's going to help people uh, become wealthy. Um, it's just a lot of hope, a lot of you know, slick presentations, a lot of uh, garbage courses that are being offered. It's just a big, unadulterated scam. And you really didn't need too much to figure out that it's a bit of a scam. But yet these things continue to, and this is the part that's, that frustrates me, is that year after year, these, these, these type of events come into my town, and they could probably come into your town because they're traveling all over North America, and literally are scamming people, taking people's money, getting people's hopes up for something that's just not going to happen. And it's really, to me, it's a tragedy to see people get exposed to, to see people get preyed upon um, year after year. And it's not surprising because, you know, this is the real estate and Bitcoin expo, but this type of um, vaudevillian sideshow has been around forever. And, you know, this is, we're talking P.T. Barnum stuff, you know, there's a sucker born every minute. And that's why this, these things happen because there's a lot of people out there that get really sucked into this. And I'll talk a little bit about that. But I'm, I'm really not interested in talking about the people that run these things because we know what their motivations are. We know what their, 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 their bit is. Um, I'm not going to talk about them. Uh, and I, cause, because frankly, I don't lose sleep over these type of people uh, that run these things. And I don't lose sleep over the pit bulls and the A-rods and the shysters out there um, who attach their names to these things. You know, there's a, I, I've talked about there's there's a special place that they will be ending up there's a special expo that they're going to end up at some point in their lives and so let that sort of work its way through i'm more interested to talk about the people that go to these things um this is why and you just you know you know these we know these things are, are a scam but people keep going to them year after year and they keep shelling out their hard-earned money to get it, you know, for these VIP experiences and to buy these $1,500 investing courses where they just, people just tell them to read the red arrow and do the green arrow and all kinds of stuff. Um, I'm trying, I'm, 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 I'm frustrated, but I'm fascinated also about why would people go to this thing? What is driving people to go to these type events? Um, that's one element that, I'm, that I want to talk about. The other element I want to talk about also is, as I said, there are people like tweeting about this stuff in real time. And I think what really kind of enraged me a bit when I was reading this, because I was following this stuff during the day, was <clears throat> the response by people. Um, 
a couple of people viewed this um, as more of an entertainment thing. Like they were kind of into the whole factor of, hey, let's, let's check in and see a whole bunch of people get ripped off and let's see them get ripped off in real time. There wasn't a hell of a lot of empathy for these people. Um, it, was just, it was just kind of shits and giggles, really. Like look at these suckers getting ripped off. And the tone of the whole thing just struck of the sort of the response that was just sort of too bad, so sad, you know, sucks to be you for going for these things. And you know what, you should, you should know better kind of thing. Um, especially I know that on Twitter, like, you know, personal finance Twitter to me is great. I'm on there all the time. And I'll, but you know what, it's, it's changing a bit and it's getting a little bit, um, it's not, it's getting a little bit uncomfortable for me. And, uh, and I find some things that were, that were going on while people responding to these things was really disconcerting. Like people are getting ripped off here and, you know, people were laugh, people like kind of laughing it off. Um, so, you know, so f the question I want to talk about here is like, okay, what I'm trying to, I was trying to, f I've been trying to figure out is why do people, why do people go to these things? And I think the easy way to say it, you know, the easy like first level thinking response about why people want to go to these things, uh, or who would, who would be the type of people that go to these things are people that are just idiots who just have no education, uh, just a bunch of dummies and have no clue about anything about investing or making money. And they're just looking to kind of get rich quick. Um, I think that's the easy way to look at this, but I, you know, I, I'd have to say I'm sure there's a lot of people that went to this thing that are very smart, intelligent, educated people who have amassed you know, significant amounts of wealth and go to these things. And now I don't know if they're going for fun or if they're actually going to try to make more money out of it, but I think the demographics of these type of events just does not skew towards the uneducated or the, the idiots of out, out there. I'm sure there's a good amount of them, but I don't think it's the big ones driving it. Um, why do people go to these things? Well, as I said, the people that run these things have done, have discovered a formula and it's, they've been able to, with these kind of wealth creating, get rich quick expos, um, have found a formula. And that's basically appeal to people, um, people's pain points, which is um, they want to, you know, immediately improve their lives financially, physically, emotionally. And they don't want to have, they don't want to, they want to do that without trying. So there's two, two elements here, immediate improvement and l with minimal effort. And that's what these things target. And that's, these are the pain points people have. And so, as I said, get rich quick schemes, you know, they're promising you to be able to become a millionaire without doing anything. You know, just invest in Bitcoin and you won't have to do anything. Uh, here's how, I can, how you can flip properties while you're in your bathtub sipping pina coladas and you can become a millionaire overnight. That's what they're pitching and that's what appeals to people. And it's, it's like drinking and it's also, you know, appealing to people's health. Like, you know, I drink this, drink this potion and your, all your health is, all your ills are going to go away. Um, that's what they're hitting on. That's kind of the first level um, thinking about what's going on and why people are going to these things because they're the people that are you know running these things are appealing to their pain points. But I think there's a hell of a lot more going on to here than just you know getting rich quick and you know doing by doing absolutely nothing. I think there's a, another element here that's kind of in play. And I think ultimately I think the people that are going to these things they're scared. I think they're really scared. I think they're scared about their certain situation right now. They're losing their job. They've lost their job. 
they might be on the prospect of losing their job either by getting their jobs outsourced to another country their job may have become automated or they just generally hate their jobs or hate their careers or hate their lives in the right now and it's just not what they're doing and they're not making a hell of a lot of money because wages have been so flat um why is that happening? Well, you know, we've, what have we been living in in the last 10 years? We've been living in a world where it's really hard to get ahead because the opportunities to save, the traditional ways for saving money and growing wealth just haven't been there. Like, you know, traditionally people grow their wealth, put their money in the bank and get a reasonable rate of return. We've been living in a world where we've had zero interest rates, 0% interest rates, near 0% interest rates, sticking your money in your bank and getting like 0.1% interest. Um, we're in a world now where incomes and classes and social classes are becoming much more polarized. We're doing this whole inequality element. Um, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poor and the middle is just getting hollowed out. I think a lot of people that are going to this are people that are just feeling left behind. And I don't know if they want to get rich, but I think maybe they just want to get back to even. And because they really don't need everything, but they just want to be comfortable. Um, comfortable and secure. And they look at that, <clears throat> you know, you'd layer these, this fear on top of a, a lot of FOMO. They see then on top of all this, they see their friends, they see their family, they see colleagues at work who are making money, who have made money, who have made some great decisions, had some good fortunate things happen to them in real estate. They've been able to flip their condo, flip their properties, <clears throat> rent out their properties, uh, become a landlord, invest in Bitcoin when it was like $100 and now it's like $20,000. They've seen people making money all around them but they're not and they're feeling like they're left behind. So you layer all this fear element of the fear side of it, fear of being beh left behind with the fear of people getting ahead, the perception that people are getting ahead of them and the sort of compare and despair mentality, um, that's driving people to these things. And I think uh, that's a, a big factor. But then the second thing, the second factor which ties in this sort of leaving left behind is the traditional institutions and people that we think should be supporting, helping us, helping people who are going to these things um, get on the right, you know, financial path. I, you know, and I'm talking about the investment industry, the financial services industry. They're pretty much ignoring these people. They pretty much shun these, these group of people. They're more interested in the ultra high net worth people, the high net worth people. You know, if you don't have $100,000 in the bank, they're not even going to talk to you in terms of giving you proper financial advice or financial planning services. Um, and they're not interested in it. You know, as much as you can give me this garbage about these financial literacy people, uh, we know in Canada we have this financial literacy czar. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, you know, this thing is going on. This expo thing is going on. Is anybody like out there? For, uh, is the, I haven't heard anybody the financial literacy czar say anything about not going to these things. Um, like, where are they? Where are they? Where is the proactive people out there telling people to avoid these things like the plague? There's, they're not out there. And so, you got. People who are really fair, fearful for their future. You've got an industry and institutions and a support system that really doesn't want to support people. And so when you compare that and then you layer on sort of this sort of slick willy presentation of, hey, I can help you get rich quick. Boom. You put all these elements together. That's what's drawing people to go to these things. And it's not, like as I said, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people are shelling money to go in this. Thing. They're not just going. They, I think they're going because they're scared and they want to try and keep up, and nobody else is helping them. And so when they see Pitbull talking about how they can get rich, and they see A-Rod, who 
I don't know where the hell these guys make money. I don't think these guys don't even know what how to re invest in real estate. I don't even think they know how to invest in cryptocurrencies. I don't even think they know how to put money in a bank, even though they've like made hundreds of millions of dollars doing something else. Um, somehow, people click to it and get attracted to it, and the next thing you know, people are are into these pr expos, dropping. $500,000, $1,500 on books, CDs, DVDs, courses, you know, on how to get rich quick. So the question is, you know, you know, I'm, my job is to, I try to educate people how to make smart decisions and make better decisions. You know, can, you know, I can say whatever I want to say. I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying right now, but can we realistically change people? Like, are we, can we, can we, prevent people from getting sucked into these like scams and it's hard because you know we're human beings we have needs we have aspirations we want to be on the winning team we're greedy and when those elements are stalling as long as those elements are in place and are infused in all of us and in, in all of our dna it's pretty hard to get people to wean people off to going to these things um you know, as I said, uh, from as you know, I'm a coach. I try to help people make good decisions. I give people education. I engage with them. I empower people to make decisions on their own, so they have that independence. Um, I can do what I can do from my side. What I thought also, which is an opportunity, is social media. I think could be a bit of an have a bit of a, a good positive role to pay into it. Um, by you know encouraging people, by showing people, and I think the tweets that were being done in real time, I think they were done with good intention, but I think what happened, with how, uh, how they morphed out, and again, this is what I saw. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but um, I'm finding more and more the social media is now not necessarily you know, telling people or giving people the proper education and the information about trying to make good decisions. I find it's more talking down. I find it's becoming more preachy and I'm seeing a lot more blog posts and podcasts and just commentary that's sort of talking down to people. And and again, this whole concept of like, you know, tweeting, live tweeting people who are getting ripped off is is great. But it's, I'm seeing more of this now. It's kind of worrying me a little bit. Um, I'm seeing a lot more of, talking of, of where I'm seeing financially literate people making kind of fun of financially illiterate people. And what worries me and gets me frustrated is this isn't it's not helping because and what this is doing is guilting people and making people feel ashamed that they're going to instead of looking to people who could help them and reach out to help them they're probably going to just dig themselves deeper deeper away and they're going to hide and it's going to be hard for them for people to reach out to them and help them and <clears throat> To me, this whole event that what was happening in the, with this with this real estate expo, kind of almost showed me this again. This sort of this populist, you know, what we're, what's going on in our in our society right now? We're seeing a very populist mentality infuse itself into all elements of, of where we live, and you know, again, it's based on playing onto people's fears and based on playing on people's emotions and fear of missing out, and to me. I think I think this this expo 
almost was like a crystal, to me crystallizes this sort of populist angst that is out there and this sort of polarization out there um, that's going on in our society and I don't think it's a good thing. Um, I think the type of people that are, would go to an expo like this, this get rich scream, are the vulnerable type people um, who need the most help and traditional institutions aren't going to give them the help. They haven't. They have no interest in doing that. Um, but social media, I think, can can kind of help people get away from that. And I think, but instead, it's it's. I just find the tone to be very much preachy, talking down to people. Like I'm seeing so many more of these. Well, you should be doing this in your 20s posts, and you should be doing. If you're not doing this in your 30s posts, you know you're not really keeping up. You're not with the program. Um, I find it's just a lot of, there's a lot of personal finance porn out there that's just giving people a bad personal finance, personal image, like self-esteem. And it makes it harder for them to achieve the goals that they want to when they're just getting cluttered with all this garbage out there. And then, you know, then you have all these expo things and people are going to go to these things. They're going to plop a hell of a lot of money down to go to these things. These people have bought products from these people and they're going to get nothing out of them and they're going to get ripped off and they're going to be so, you know, jaded by the whole thing it just, it sucks, and I, I hate this, um, and uh, it's sad, and to me, it's it's the tragedy that we're talking about, but people were viewing it as, as entertainment, um, this is entertainment, this is serious stuff, this is people's lives being impacted, and I just, I just it really, really bothered me um, to see how people were responding to this, um, and the tone of it, really, in that sense. Um, in a way, it's this this whole that, this whole little episode was kind of almost an aha moment for me in terms of how I'm, and it's kind of changed me a little bit in terms of how I'm actually going forward going to be using social media. Um, as I said, I find a lot of things that I see now in Twitter and Facebook and some of these groups and people that I talk with, uh, answer questions with, are just looking at get rich kind of things. And people like are blogging stuff. They're blogging about finance, personal finance. They're blogging about investing, but they're not practicing investing. And you know, engagement to me is one of the critical competencies of becoming a successful investor. And I just find now I was just so much content that was coming through my Twitter feeds, my Facebook feeds, are just people who talk around investing and don't really do investing and don't practice investing. And um, that's going to change. It's changing. Actually, what I've done is I've actually gone through my Twitter profile, Twitter uh, list, and I've actually crossed out a lot of people that you know, I was following before who were, you know, people who blogged in personal finance, blogged about investing, budgeting, all that stuff. I, I just Because they just really don't offer any substance. And it's just noise. And it's just garbage um, at the end of it. And I'm, I'm more interested in people who practice this stuff now and instead of people who just talk around this stuff. Um, because that's important, and I think it's important that we talk about it and show, demonstrate that we're applying what we're doing, what we're teaching, because that's how people are going to learn, and that's how people are going to become more educated, and that's how people are going to become more street smart when facing decisions and making decisions and you know, deciding whether they want to go to a wealth expo or you know, go to a course in a university or go to a course in a community college, take an online course. Um, it's just something that's really was on edge with me and it really bothered me and uh, you know I try to do my best as an investment coach you know I, as much my my business my, my gig is really my raison d'etre is trying to help people one at a time 
one person at a time. I try not to do these mass kind of things. I don't teach classes. Um, I teach people. I teach individuals because to me, I think I, c I can change. I can change and help people uh, achieve their financial goals, become more financial literate, one person at a time, instead of twenty people at a time. Um, and that's what I try to do. And it's just when I see when I see events like this now. Um, and in the future, because guess what? The ones that came this past few weeks ago, they're going to be back here a year from now, and the, the whole bunch of people are going are to shell money out for these things. They're going to go to another city, another town, and put their whole snake oil kind of uh, scam out there, and people are going to shell money out there, and it's going to happen again and again and again. So the best thing we can do, best thing I can do as, a, as, as someone who tries to educate people is just... Just give people the information, not preach upon people saying, thou shalt do this. Just give people the information, be honest about it, be truthful, be transparent about it. And hopefully at the end of the day, more people will make better decisions and hopefully more people will make decisions to not go to these things. Because um, it's a shame. It really bothered, it really, really bothered me to, when I see these type of things. And it's just, they're getting ripped off and they just don't know any better and they don't know any better because um, again for all those reasons the fear factor the emotions clog their decision making and and you layer that on top of the the, the the incredible ability these people have these these marketers to to hit those pain points and really slick it all up sex it all up and attract people to do it and it's tough it's tough so that's kind of all I wanted to talk about today. Today's my little rant. I'm going to get back to talking and practicing investing uh, next week or next in my next, ex, next episodes. We will move on from these, but I just wanted to kind of, it's been just uh, simmering inside of me and I just needed an outlet to get it out there. So thank you very much. If you've been able to listen through this whole thing, thank you very much. I hope, uh, I hope you've... Uh, we got something out of that side of it if you have any questions i'd love to hear what you have to say about this am i totally insane on this am i the only one that thinks you know um this is not a good thing and social media needs to kind of up their game a little bit in terms of how they respond to these things and do a better job of kind of helping people and educating people more about these things instead of preaching and talking down to them love to hear what you have to say drop me a line um you can find me on many avenues um you can find me uh through my website, www.sageinvestors.ca. It's all kinds of information, my blog, posts, my podcasts. I do my mind map videos on my investment decisions that I've been making. Um, jump on. There's all kinds of information, more information about my investment courses that I teach, um, both in how to buy stocks, I call it everyday investing, and also my course on how to buy ETFs, how to figure out which ETFs are good and which ETFs are not so good. How do you figure this stuff out? Um, you can find me on Twitter. As I said, I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter. My, ha my handle is at Sage Investors. I'm on there in real time tweeting, sharing all kinds of information, ideas, concepts, and takes from myself and also from other people. Um, as much as I, you know, I'm talking down about social media right now, Twitter is still great in the sense that um, I get a lot of my information off Twitter in terms of helping me make investment decisions, and I'll still always be using Twitter in that sense uh, to do that. I'm just going to be more focused on it than I was in previous uh, in my previous iteration with it. I've also got a Facebook page. My handle is uh, 
just do a search on Sage Investors. I have a Facebook page. I put all my content on there too. And feel free to drop a line, comment, ask me any questions. I'd be more than happy to answer them about any of my posts as well as uh, my investment courses that I teach. If you have more want some more information on that, more than happy to answer them for you. I'm also, I've just in the last while been playing around with Instagram. So you can find me there. My handle is Sage Investors Nation. Um, if you want to see all my stuff that I post on Instagram, my investing stuff, lots of charts, lots of me talking. I, a lot of, I'm on there. I do quite a bit of video on there now where I just offer some quick takes about what's going on in the market. So you can find me on Instagram uh, for those quick takes if you are interested. Uh, that's it. That's, I think that's pretty much all I got for you um, this week. Sorry for the rant, but it's just something I had to say this week. Um, thanks again for listening. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and thanks for listening in, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.